Um, Tom may have seen me get a little giddy when I when you said Rusty Klesla and I said number forty four mm-hmm. because that is literally the only Blue Jackets player and number I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a sports guy at all. We want to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rode Microphones. Rode is an Australian-based audio equipment company with a great U.S. support team that makes quality consumer and professional microphones and accessories. Here at Two Weird Camera Beards, Tom and I use a Rodecaster Pro mixer and Rode pod mics to record each episode. If you're interested in Rode audio equipment, Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller, and you can find their products by visiting mpex.com and searching Rode. That's mpex.com, search R-O-D-E. And a special thanks to Ray Sherlow. Ray wrote the music that we use for the show. It's the song Try a Little Harder from his album Forward Facing. If you dig his music like I do, check out the link in the show notes. Thanks, Ray. Uh, good morning. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Good yeah, morning. and uh, morning, good morning. morning. We've got a guest here with us uh, virtually, Mr. Jamie Sabo. Hey, how you doing, Jamie? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? Excellent. Excellent. Great. How's yeah. uh, everybody's last couple of weeks? We're almost we're in the home stretch here of the end of the of the year. There's only a couple of months left in 2021. How did that happen? <laughs> yeah, it's wild. I know. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It doesn't seem like fall. Yeah. Uh, no. You know, the weather, I don't know about how you guys are down there in Ohio, but uh, the weather has been actually unseasonably warm here. So it, um, this week we just started yeah. to get hit with a um, little bit of chilliness. Yeah, a little bit of chilliness. Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of wild that fall kind of just plopped down yeah, uh, without warning at all. Just yeah, this past <laughs> week's been like 80 degrees <laughs> pretty much wow. all week. Yeah. yeah um so yeah so we have jamie on the show today jamie um is a sports photographer we're going to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about uh sports photography today uh you specialize in hockey uh i believe jamie is that correct uh yeah i, I spent uh 20 years shooting nhl hockey for the blue jackets the nhl getty images so um i have I haven't really counted exactly, but I would say I have somewhere around 800 hockey, NHL hockey games uh, under my belt. Yeah. So, dang, that's wild. That's very wild. Yeah, and uh, I know that you also you you shoot a lot of other sports. Like I think you shoot football and baseball, a lot of baseball too, right? Yeah, yeah, a lot of baseball, uh, football, some basketball. I've done golf um recently i did a uh, like half triathlon huh. um that's yeah, gotta be a know, change of pace yeah i, I even did an esports um Whoa. event <clears throat> a couple of years ago so huh. wait are we talking like computer gaming yeah yeah how do you Which, i don't even know how you would begin to photograph that just people sitting in the chairs right <laughs> yeah it, it's you know it that one was tough because um you're you're really i mean you don't really have access to them you're just looking at them from the backside or something and it uh, it was difficult because you want to get emotion in when you shoot sports and there is some emotion there but you can't really see it when you're looking at the backs of their heads and computer screens so um, that's crazy that one that one was a tough one but yeah uh, yeah it, it it was the the sports editors that contacted me to shoot that so i guess officially that was sports yeah that's crazy it was that in was that in chicago is there like a major league gaming thing up there no it was actually in columbus a couple of years ago they had um it was in nationwide arena they had oh. a uh, they had a big event i can't remember exactly what it was called but it was like their big championship event or something i mean it took up the entire arena yeah and they had teams from I think all around the world, essentially. So, huh? I like. I think there was a there was a major league gaming thing that I shot in Columbus that was in like I don't know some like. It looked like a warehouse facility near the airport kind of thing. Yeah. And they had a thing there, but it was much smaller scale. It was like I think it was, I don't know, some sort of qualifying thing or something like that but they had them up on a stage and stuff did they do that kind of thing for the nationwide yeah yeah they had um 
trying to remember. They had a, a, two or three stages built, and then mm -hmm. on each stage there were um, uh, like little sectioned off areas, and then so each team could be playing, and and they just they just kept going and going and going, and you know yeah. I think they were playing Call of Duty, um, yeah. and as they you know as a team progressed, and you know it eventually. They got to the last day and um, the last two sections on the main stage and those two teams were going at each other and, mm. you know, then the winner was crowned. That's nuts. That's, That's pretty cool. wild. Now, have you, so that was in Columbus, you're in Chicago, you're based in Chicago now. Have you always been based in the Midwest? Yeah, yeah. I So basically, just a little background, I lived the last... 30 years in Columbus and uh, my wife uh, worked for Ohio State Athletics and uh, our kids were born in Columbus. I love Columbus, hated leaving it, but um, my wife got a, a new job in, with the Big Ten Conference mm. and so we, we found ourselves relocating to, <clears throat> excuse me, relocating to uh, Chicago. So um, I honestly thought I was just going to die in Columbus someday <laughs> in the future, but, um, it's, it's really nice out here. I, you know, that Chicago is a big city. Uh, yep, there's yep. been a lot of opportunities and, um, I've been working with some editors at Getty images nice. to get reestablished as a, as a freelance photographer out here. And they've been really good about sending some work my way. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm getting there. I, you know, I think, uh, it won't be long and I'll, I'll be busy you know, every weekend, every day. So, yeah. Yeah. That's you, cool, man. Have you found, um, like when you, when you went to Chicago and you're kind of trying to find your pace, has work slowed down a little bit or have you, are you starting to pick back up? Yeah, it's, it's actually starting to pick up. I, I honestly thought, um, that it was going to take me a while to really get moving here. Um, you know, there's, it's a big city. There's a lot of opportunities, but there's also a lot more photographers. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Columbus is a big city, but not nearly as big as Chicago. And I'd really established myself in Columbus and I'd become, you know, sort of a big fish in a little pond there. Um, and uh, now I'm the little fish in the big pond. <clears throat> and I thought it was going to take me a while, but really they, they've given me a steady flow of, of work. Um, That's great. And, yeah, and, and some of it, actually, they've had me traveling. I've been to Milwaukee a couple of times. Oh, cool. They sent sent me up to uh, Traverse City, Michigan to uh, to shoot the Ironman. They even flew me down to Arkansas to shoot uh, some golf. So oh. um, That's great. You it's... know, yeah, it's it's been surprising, and, and uh, um, I'm just, I'm happy that it's, it's, it's working out because I was a little little nervous about how long it might take to, to get reestablished. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, it, it's got a, it, it's had to have been a long time since you've like done full-time freelance, right? Cause I know that you were like the, the kind of the full-time photographer for the blue jackets for, I mean, all of the time that I knew you at least, or knew you here in Columbus at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've actually been freelance for boy, the last 25 years. Okay. Years or so. Just kind of um, side even, hustle kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even with the Blue Jackets, it's um, it was I wasn't on staff. Okay. Uh, okay. It was a contract job that, um, but it 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 made up the bulk of my um, of my business. And uh, the nice thing about it was I didn't have to go chasing every single freelance job out there mm -hmm. um, to you know to make a living. Um, so it was always nice to have that um, kind of steady work with the Blue Jackets. And, you know, yeah, I guess in that respect, I am trying to become 100% freelance uh, with my time now because I don't have that uh, that uh, team shooter job that I had before. Yeah. But, um, but you know, it's it, I have the experience. I've done it before prior to the Blue Jackets coming to town, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then uh, you know, so now post blue jackets, I'll just have to kind of dig back into those years and, yeah. uh, remember what I have to do. So, yep. Nice. Absolutely. 
Um, okay, so let's now that we have a little bit of background on you, you want to I'm going to dive into questions. You want to go back and forth? You want to do Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's cool. Let's do that. Yeah, that sounds let's, good, man. Let's hit you with some questions here. So, right. talk to me about what how you got started in the industry. Like what spurred you into sports photography as a career and is that like where you wanted to go or is that what what took you there? So, Going back even further, what I, I thought I wanted to be was this, you know, world-renowned international traveling photojournalist or newspaper photojournalist. And uh, so um, I actually got my start working in newspapers. I worked up at uh, the Mansfield New News Journal, oh, cool. uh, hmm. north of Columbus. And then uh, um, I did a, you know, couple internships. One of them was with the Columbus Dispatch, actually. Um I worked up at the News Herald up in uh, outside of Cleveland in Mentor, Ohio. Uh, and I really thought that's what I was going to do was be a newspaper photojournalist. And um, when my wife and I got married, um, she was working for Ohio State Athletics. And frankly, they were going to pay her a lot more than they would ever going to pay me in, uh, in newspapers <laughs> to be a photographer. And so I left my job with the News Herald up uh, in Mentor and decided to just go 100% freelance and, you know, move back down to Columbus. Hmm. And um, I tried a bunch of different, you know, jobs. Um, I failed at some of them. I just, you know, I always had a natural talent for shooting sports. Hmm. Um, I was always drawn to sports photography. I think that's the thing that really uh, actually got me interested in photography is when I was a kid, I used to look at Sports Illustrated and Sport Magazine uh, and was just, you know, taken by all the peak action photos that those magazines had. That's and cool. um, I think that's really what drew me into photography. And um, so I had a natural inclination to shoot sports and, uh, so my freelance just kind of evolved into, you know, do what you do best to make a living. And uh, that's what I did best. So I, I started to concentrate on that more. And, um, and I, I enjoy it. I, <clears throat> excuse me, I enjoy the challenge of uh, trying to nail that peak action moment. Um, for me, that's, that's what sports photography is about. I mean, everybody's got their view as to what makes a good sports photo. And I think there's some wonderful sports photographers out there that, you know, do more stylized photos or, you know, um, but for me, it's, it's getting, you know, the bat on the ball, the puck on the stick or the, the, the action you is know, what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just, you know, so, um, and yeah, so I, you know, that's just, that's really just how, what I concentrated on and it's, it's been successful for me. Very cool. Now, when you were at, um, the the period of time when you were at the dispatch, did, did you ever work with uh, Doral Chenoweth? I did, yeah. Did you? Yeah, he was. So he was my photojournalism professor in college. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I see him quite often here in here in our store. I still shops. Yeah, there, still shoots. So, yep. Cool. Uh, so mine is kind of springboarding off of that. The question that I've got. Um, for somebody like. Sports seems a lot less like a lot of other kind of uh, photography or like photo gigs kind of thing. Like it seems mm -hmm. like the access is different than a lot of other things. Um, how do you like what do you recommend for somebody who's looking to get into kind of sports photography full time and like trying to I mean, it's not like getting a list of uh, like wedding clients or anything like that. It's you, like how do you how do you gain that kind of access and how do you i don't know how, how do you yeah how do you do what you do <laughs> <laughs> well that's a good question because um the thing you have to remember is sports is a business yeah and like any business the, the people that run sports that run the games run the teams run the you know um they're going to control access to their um their sure. product um, yeah. very carefully and so it, it is difficult to uh, you look at a sideline say of a game and you look at all the photographers like oh my god they'll let anybody in but that's not necessarily the case it's just there's a lot of interest in that game and there's a lot of people but 
what you don't know is there's a lot of people that were turned away from getting a credential or a pass to the sideline of that particular game. Sure. Um, so you, you do have to kind of earn your way um, to the big events. Yeah. Um, you know, for these days, you, you really have to be represented or working for an agency or a wire service or a newspaper, or some, some sort of um, legitimate uh, outlet or editorial outlet. Um, huh. Because if you call up personally to say the Blue Jackets and say, yeah, I just want to come in and get a photo pass and shoot the game, they're going to say no. Um, yeah. But if you're working for a Getty Images or a USA Today Sports Images, the yeah. that agency calls on your behalf and says, yeah, we want to send, you know, Tom to shoot the the blue jackets uh this saturday night and the jackets say oh okay well we'll we'll have a pass in his name waiting for him so hmm. you have to you do have to kind of earn your way to the big events um huh. but if you're you know if it's something you want to do um the nice thing is you can start locally i mean go go shoot your kids games go shoot um the high school games um go shoot the small colleges you know um yeah uh you know, like, uh, what are, what are some of the small schools around there? Uh, like Finley Northern or Ohio something or, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and build up a portfolio of, of work that you can then show to an agency because the, you know, agencies like USA Today, like Getty, AP, mm -hmm. they're always looking for additional stringers. Um, yeah. you know, they may not, they may not just start giving you a ton of work right away. Um, but if they they see that you're competent, that you you know what you're doing, um, and then you you know maybe they give you some to try out, and if you you know they like what they see, they start giving you more, and the next thing you know, you're on the sidelines of Ohio State, or you know, yeah, you're sitting uh, rinkside at the Blue Jackets, or you know something like that. So that's some solid advice right there. Yeah. Um, so let's. I want to go kind of back to your. Um, your desire to capture like what you want to capture which is you you had said you want to capture action the you know the ball hitting the mm -hmm. bat um you know the puck on the ice being hit by uh the stick what what do you do to give your images that sense of action do you are you a mo moment waiter are you a um a high burst shooter what what is it that you do in order to prepare for that moment get in the moment Talk to me about getting that shot. Yeah. Um, sports, I think successful sports peak action is um, it's really all about anticipating, um, anticipating that moment, knowing, knowing a little bit about the sport and um, you know, you can just the cameras today, they'll fire, I guess upwards of 20 frames a second. Right. Mm -hmm. And you could, you know, spray and pray as they say, but it is entirely possible that you could spray 20 frames a second and still miss the absolute peak moment that you're looking for. It could happen in between. Absolutely. You know, when the shutter. So, um, I, you know, the thing that really helped me was when I started out, in sports photography, uh, shooting basketball. And then when I got to the blue jacket shooting hockey, we were still shooting film and, uh, you know, to, yeah. to get the best quality, we would light the arenas with high powered strobes. You get one, you're shooting single frame. You get one frame every two to three seconds at best. Um, That's so crazy. you really had to be patient. And you really had to learn to anticipate the the peak moment. Um, otherwise, you were you know you missed it completely because there was no you know motoring through it. Um, and so you know nowadays the the arenas are lit better, the cameras are phenomenal, uh, the sensors are phenomenal, and you know lighting arenas has pretty much gone away I, I don't know of any or very many that that still do that huh. um and so yeah i mean i the last couple of seasons for the, the blue jackets i was off the strobes and i could just you know fire you know 10 frames 12 frames a second um and there were times that was helpful but honestly i still have ingrained in me that that sense of wait 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 
anticipate, you know, what's going to, what you really want and, uh, and then fire then. Um, yeah, that's great. And so, yeah, it, I, you know, I, I think that's, that, that kind of discipline has helped me, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely imagine. Okay. So with, uh, my, my question is about failures and it's, like a lot of uh a lot of what we've talked about on the podcast previously has been like learning from your mistakes and being willing to like fail and stuff like that have there been yeah. any like i'm sure that even just with what you were just talking about with that patience and that like i don't know there's there's i think a lot of anxiety to a lot of shooting of events because you can't replicate that thing ever again and that's even more true of like in, insane sporting events and stuff like that. That person may physically not even be able to do that thing again for right. all you know. Yeah. Have there been times where you've been anticipating or like, I don't know, have there been other failures that you've learned from that have made you like a better photographer, a better sports oh. photographer? And yeah. Ab absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I am a big, big believer in, um, you know, go ahead, make mistakes. Cause like you said, that's how you learn is, um, you make a mistake. I mean, if you, if you do something perfect every time, you know, that's great, but you, I don't think you really have learned, you haven't really learned what, what you're doing right. Or, you know, what you're doing wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, just with respect to, to that peak action moment, that that's a process that, yeah. you know, um, it takes years of experience because you, you've got to be willing to, to look at your, your work critically afterwards and go, how could I have done this better? Like, this is a nice picture, but how could I have made this better? Could I... <laughs> nope. Got the pups going. Spe special guest. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> special, special guest Sheena there. There we go. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, for years, that's that's what I would do. Is I would evaluate everything I shot and uh, and be hypercritical of everything I shot and and decide, you know, I got to get this better. I got to wait just a uh, you know fraction of a second more, or I've got to be a fraction of a second earlier. Yeah. Um, and you know, for hockey, for instance, you know, if you want that picture of the the stick flexing as oh, guys, yeah. you know, shooting the puck. Um, sometimes you just get that by pure luck, but if you want to replicate that over and over and over again, um, you have to kind of learn to, you know, anticipate at what point you push the shutter. Um, and that's just a little bit of experience, you know, trial and error. Like I tried it at this moment and didn't work, but I tried it at this moment and it did work. And, you know, some of that is even your camera, um, hmm. The, the higher end cameras have the shorter shutter lag um, oh, and yeah. they respond quicker. Yeah. Um, I imagine it might you, be, might be player based too. Like you might see a tell in a player yes. and he's about to do something like this person drops the opposite elbow right before they, I so. Could, yeah. I was going to say, absolutely. I, yeah. I bet you know their tendencies better than even some of their coaches may or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, that is absolutely true. Some guys, you know, especially in, in hockey, they have, you know, they talk about a quick release yeah. and some of those guys have that. It, it, you're right. I mean, some guys it's, it's like, you could measure in days how long it takes them to wind up and shoot that, you know, and it's easy to nail them. And then other guys, you know, my son was actually like that. Um, he had such a quick release playing hockey as a kid. Hmm. I could never get that, that stick flex huh. on his, he baffled me. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> Here I was, and all thinking he was like... doing was playing youth and, and, uh, and high school hockey, but I could That's never nuts. get that. Here I was thinking like Jonathan Taves or something, and you're like, yeah, my kid is like it's yeah. so unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Oh man, it's there. So were there any moments though that you were like, like I'm sure that you know right there once that moment's passed that you're like you you're either hell yeah I got it or oh my god how did I miss that like in like you may have waited too long and you you just missed the thing that you know is going to be the front page picture. 
And then sometimes I'm sure that you're just like, yeah, I absolutely got that. I know, like, I don't even have to look at the back of the camera or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the, there, there's definitely been, you know, each of those. And, you know, I, I've had moments where I'm like, I didn't even shoot it. You know, I've watched something happen. I'm like, what the heck was I doing? Yeah. Why did I miss that? Because, you know, I didn't even bother shooting it. I saw it coming and I didn't shoot it. And, and then, yeah, there's other times where um, somebody might say to you, like, oh, did you get that when, you know, he flew over the, you know, and I'm like, I don't, I must have because I didn't see that happen. And if I didn't, you know, that's a good oh. marker is if you don't actually see what everybody else sees, there's a good chance you got it because the shutter was up blocking your view. That's um, wild, man. Yeah. So I didn't even think and about then, that. Yeah. You look at the back of the camera and you're like, yeah, I got that. No problem. Big <laughs> smile comes on your face and you're like, yeah, they're going to like this. Yeah. That's funny. That's really cool. Um, so tell me, uh, some people might not be familiar with uh, the world of sports photography if they're not, you know, maybe browsing through Sports Illustrated or looking at um, their paper or their local news websites in the sports section, they might not know sports photographers' names like they might know fashion names or celebrity photographers. Sure. Names. Um, let's hear like your top three. What should, what, who should people explore um, if they want to see some really nice sports photography? Like who are your top three? Well, hmm. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go old school guys that are not even shooting anymore. Okay. If that's all right. Cause these, totally these are fine. the guys that, awesome. that influenced me and you can find their work and they're, you know, they're phenomenal. Um, I don't, I, I hesitate putting them in order. Okay. That's right. Um, but I, I'm just going to say Neil Leifer, mm -hmm. uh, that shot, he was actually started shooting for sports illustrated when I think when he was 15 or 16 years old. Wow. Um, so are these guys like based on the timeline that you're talking, they were probably shooting like slide film or something at like Olympic events and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I mean, we're talking like Neil Leifer and the next one, Walter Yost jr. They started when they were teenagers back in the sixties. Oh my um, gosh, man. With sports. So like Nikon Fs and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and that's the thing is they were making some incredible photos with, you know, it was the top end gear at the time, but sure. it was nothing like what we have today. Yeah. It's a um, box with a know, shutter in it. <laughs> yeah. And they, they had to crank the, the, the lens themselves, you know, they were the autofocus. Um, that's yeah. wild. You know, then there was, uh, you know, Heinz Klutmeyer, John Beaver came along, uh, Al Tielemans, um, you know, and then, you know, nowadays you've got guys like, uh, Al Bello and, uh, Oh my God. You know, so many, so many good people out there. Um, you know, there's even another guy in Ohio that I, I really like his work. He's only started, you know, he's only been shooting maybe 10, 12 years. Huh. Uh, Aaron Doster okay. uh, does a phenomenal job, I think. That's um, awesome. You know, um, well, but definitely. some of those older guys, those those were my major influences. Uh, the types of photos they shot, you know, that was the stuff that I looked at, and uh, it really got me into to sports photography. Yeah, and and I, I truly admire them even more so now because, you know, I look at the gear they used and you know the manual focus, and you know John Beaver was a guy that we used to joke he could follow focus on the head of a fly, uh, as it flew across <laughs> a football field. I mean. They're, they're, amazing this the kind of stuff he could get tack sharp yeah that's and, wild. and he was doing it all with his fingers that's nuts that's crazy that's absolutely crazy yeah. we'll have to we'll have to we're gonna we're gonna uh, uh find those names compile, and compile a list. list to put yeah. in the show notes so folks can see uh see their work with that i i kind of i'm gonna change things up for the last one so you're not gonna know what this one is but <laughs> i uh <laughs> it, it it it's kind of going off of the one that you like off of what you were just talking about um for those of you that haven't like i don't know that haven't followed closely to like midwest photo events and stuff like that in the past uh jamie sabo did an event with us and our like i guess our marketing team with uh peter reed miller 
right? Mm-hmm. At yeah. the at the Blue Jackets Arena and and like it was a Canon sponsored event and thank you for doing that by the way and y- your talk was I mean you and Peter were like amazing for uh, for all a lot of us thank in you. Columbus to learn from. Well, thank you. Yeah, and I like one of the things that kind of stuck with me that both of you guys kind of talked about was paying attention to more than what's just going on kind of on the field or on the ice or whatever and just kind of having I don't even know what kind of vision you guys have to like kind of soak in the whole environment and being aware of all of that but do you have anything that you can like suggest a kind of photographers that are trying to like get better at whatever whatever action shooting they may be doing whether it's sports or wildlife or their kid playing soccer like do you have any suggestions for those kind of people that are trying to get better photos of of those kind of situations yeah it it, you're right it um you know the, the the nice thing about sports is it's not just the action you see directly in front of you. I mean, that's obviously a large part of it. That's what people go to see, but, um, you know, sports is, it's about, I think sports is primarily about emotion. Um, Yeah. uh, It's, it's, you know, whether it's the emotion after uh, a running back gets seven yards on a carry and he's just, you know, he's pumped because he's broken through a couple tackles or it's the emotion of a guy scoring a goal or, you know, the emotion of an entire team, you know, they just lost the championship game and they're, they're, you know, heads in their, uh, or their yeah, heads in their hands. And, you know, yeah, um, I think it's, it's always important to look for the emotion and um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you have to look around for that. You have to take your eye off the action and kind of peek around the side and, you know, what's going on on the bench, what's going on, you know, what's going on in the stands, you know, yeah. the, the emotions of this, the, the fans. I mean, the fans are a part of any, uh, any game that's played. Uh, they're an important element, um, you know, and so I think the emotion is, is a big thing, you know, but then, you know, the thing about sports photography today is it's, it's changed a lot. I think from just peak action, um, social media has really changed the way, you know, we view photos Mm -hmm. and I think it's changed the way we shoot the photos as well. Um, and so, you know, it's it's looking for details sometimes sometimes the you know the football lands on the the field in such a way that you can see the the logo of the the team or something and it's you know right next to the 50 on the painted on the 50 yard line and you're right there and you're like oh you know that's kind of a cool little detail picture yeah um it's 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 just kind of keeping yourself aware of every little aspect of, of what sports is. Um, so yeah, I, you know, it, it does take a little experience and practice. I mean, I think when people get started in sports, um, when you get started in anything, you kind of tunnel vision or focus in right on your subject. Um, but the more comfortable you become, you know, the more experience you have, the more comfortable you become shooting, the event, um, the more you're, you start to kind of look around and, and try to find something different, uh, yeah. a different angle or a different detail or a different, you know, uh, van, you know, viewpoint on the game. Yeah. Um, like I remember I, the, like two things that I remember from that talk, like we've talked about this a lot, but your, your dasher cam with the uh, like leaf shutter and isolating the players in front of like the net at nationwide with the strobes. And then also I remember Peter Reed Miller had a shot of like, there was a stadium that was, that had the top of it was open and he shot directly into the sun as it was setting behind like somebody making a touchdown catch. And it was just like, I don't know. It's just like looking for like magical lighting or something too. And just making it almost look like studio or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing is we're, we're always looking for something different to separate, you know, our work from other people's work to, you know, um, 
and I, I still love going out and shooting action, but it, it can become a little redundant, you know, if you're just, yeah. you go to the same spot <laughs> every time and you just shoot the same thing. So, you know, you're looking to change things up. You're looking for new vantage points and, um, yeah, um, especially when like your team's you, not hot that you're shooting and stuff like that. I'm sure it gets yeah. really, really tough. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. All right, well let's uh, let's go ahead and take a break right here, and then after that we'll get into uh, some gear and hot takes uh, with Jamie and uh, leave you with a challenge. Congratulations to our new sponsor, Canon, who launched their new EOS R3 mirrorless camera this week. Curious about this awesome new body from Canon? Check out our YouTube channel in the show notes and watch our first look and review on the EOS R3 as we test its new autofocus vehicle detect and 30 frames per second burst rate. Midwest Photo is an authorized reseller of Canon equipment and you can find out more or purchase gear at mpex.com and search Canon. All right, and we're back. Um, let's get into some questions about your gear, Jamie. I, I'm, very, okay. I'm a little curious about this and then we'll get in some hot takes, uh, on sports photography. Um, so what's in your bag now and is there anything protective that you use? I'm sure there's some kind of raincoat or guard. Um, I'm not sure if you use like lens camo to keep the lenses cool or anything like that. Tell us about what's in your bag though. Um, well, I, I'm a, a Nikon shooter, um, I've used Nikon, then Canon, and I'm back to Nikon, just something I'm comfortable with. Um, I've got uh, uh, three D5s, but I also have a couple of Z6s that I bought from Midwest. Um, I love the mirrorless, and I am super excited about the the Z9 coming out. I was um, going to ask, yeah. Yeah, I, I am ready to go full mirrorless. Um, with the Z9, if it's what they, you know, we don't know exactly what it is yet, right, but right. Um, if it's what everybody is speculating, uh, count me in. I am, I am all on board for that. Yeah. Um, so you're full, you're full mirrorless convert at this point. Do you feel like a big reason behind that is the um, improved autofocus and kind of tracking and detection and all of that? Um. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, I'll caution that right now for for the sports photography that i do the z6 um and i guess you know the z7 would be similar the autofocus is really not quite there yet for me mm. uh with respect to shooting sports um but again if if they're gonna you know marry a d6 with a z7 and create the z9 yeah um then I think, yeah, it's going to be an amazing autofocus system. Yeah. Um, my D5 still is better for autofocus, hmm. um, but the, I love the the size of the the mirrorless cameras. I love, um, I, I, I you know I just love how um, easy they are to use. The files that come out of them are just beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love you know, I'll be honest. I mean, I've been in this business 35 years or so. Um, but I love the fact that with the mirrorless camera, um, if I make a mistake and don't have the exposure set correct, it tells me when I look through the viewfinder, you yeah. know? um, because sometimes you, 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 you just forget, or you bump a, a setting and don't realize it. Yep. And, uh, you know, you look later and you think, oh, I got this great picture. Oh no, it's so overexposed. There's no bringing this one back, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love that mirrorless just tells you right now. Nope, you're hey dummy, you got this <laughs> set to do that, you know. That's um, great. So, oh, yeah. Um, what kind of uh, so what lenses are you using with your equipment? So you know, sports photography is they're the big expensive lenses. That's the thing about sports photography is it's it's fun, it's glamorous, but it's expensive. Yeah. Um, you do need to long lenses essentially um and you know i've got um i've got a 600 f4 um, oh man i've got a i i got rid of my 400 28 and actually got the 180 to 400 with the built-in teleconverter i i love the uh uh the uh convenience of that and the the versatility of that lens especially when shooting something like baseball yeah um 
I've heard it looks and, pretty great too. Are you are you pretty impressed with it? Oh, it is a phenomenal lens. I had yeah. the 200 to 400 Nikkor uh, many years ago, and it was just not a very sharp lens, especially yeah. as the, the digital cameras got better. Yeah. The lens just didn't hold up to it. And um, But this new one is just phenomenal. It's sharp all the way through, and you, you flick that little switch to, to turn or to activate the... Uh, teleconverter and it's still super sharp focus is very fast nice um, just a tremendous lens i love you know i think all camera manufacturers ought to just build in the teleconverter to all their telephoto lenses starting yeah. with like the 70 to 200 yeah um, or have a sports because, line where the the converter's built in for yeah. you guys yeah yeah it's just uh you know great convenience and you know then you can optically match that glass to that lens and yeah. you know yep. um oh yeah but, for sure uh, do you um you, do you feel that is a requirement to have those types of lenses or do you feel like a like a beginner could get away with a 70 to 300 yeah i think i think a big you know it's not a requirement to have those lenses sure um I think is, you know, if you get into it professionally, you get into it at the level I'm at, it, it does sort of become necessary. Yeah. Um, so for somebody getting started, I think there's some terrific, um, you know, like 70 to 300 millimeter lenses, um, 100 to 400 millimeter lenses. Um, you know, they're going to cost a little bit more than some of the kit lenses that you get, but, um, the, the key is you get something with a little reach to it so that you can learn to, to, um, shoot with a telephoto and, uh, you know, get some, get some images that you can be proud of because, you know, photography is one of those, those, uh, things that, you know, you have to feel a sense of accomplishment yeah. from it. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're looking at your photos and go, wow, that's great. But you know, my kid is like the size of a pin, you know, in this frame. Right. Um, so yeah, no, I don't think it's necessary to have, you know, huge expensive glass. Um, I think people that are starting out, I think, you know, there's some 70 to 200s out there, the, the Tamrons, the Sigmas, they're not terribly expensive. Oh no. Um, yeah. and they're, they're, you know, two, eight lenses and they can, you know, um, they can get a sense of how it is to work with a telephoto lens and, uh, you know, yeah. And not cost a lot. So, yep. <clears throat> Do you like, this is kind of, uh, this may be a, a long tag on, but do you, is there any circumstances where you think like learn to work around the gear that you've got to get the better? Like if you've only got like a, a 55 to 200 and you're get your kids a pen in the frame, like to just like, do you say just move around then or, or be more patient until the action comes to you? Or like, do you, is that more of like a learning experience do you think? Or do you think like, Oh, just go ahead and rent a 150 to 600. No, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, there's, a, there's an advantage sometimes to not, you know, having the big lens. Um, cause you're right. Maybe you move yourself around to a different vantage point, or maybe you start doing something a little more creative panning, you know? Yeah. Um, if you, if you were doing a panning shot, um, you want to pull back anyhow, cause you want to get some of that background, something, you know, to give that sense of motion. Um, you know, they're, they're, there are ways you can overcome that. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, that's what expands your vision and expands your, your, your sense of being able to see things that other people don't see. And, uh, and sometimes that's, you know, that sets you on a path that separates you from, from other sports shooters. You know, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of old school. I like that nice tight, you know, I go and shoot football with a 600 I like it nice and tight, clean background, and I'm looking for the peak action, uh, you know, and then there are times I'll do that and I think oh, I've had a pretty good game. And then I look at other people's stuff and they're shooting a little looser and maybe, you know, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's really good. I, maybe I should be, you know, maybe I should be doing that more. Um, yeah. so there's no one good way to do it. There's no one right way to do it. Um, 
you know, the beauty of photography is it's, it's a freedom of expression. It's you express what you see and feel. Um, yeah. I like and that. so, you know, you do it, do it your way. Yeah. I like that. That's nice. So Tom, since I took those two questions on gear, do you want to do the hot takes? Sure. Cool. Sure. Sure. All right. Got a couple of hot takes for you here. Controversial statements. Incoming. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> They're true, false. They're true, false. Hot takes. Yeah, this is uh, right. only true and false. I, I'm sure that you'll have some explanation. There's some, there's some gray area, I'm sure. Uh, true or false? You have to be a fan or familiar with the sport before you shoot it. Um, I'm going to say false that you have to be a fan, but true that you should be familiar with it. Uh, so this I, is a blanket statement only kind of. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, you don't like you like you had shot that esports event that you, had, you talked about at the top of the episode, and it's not something that you're a fan of. It's not something you'd go and watch on ESPN 47 or something, right? But it's something right. that you had to familiarize yourself with this space, kind of yeah. maybe the players that you had to capture that would be, you know the ones that people are talking about the most. Um, and then, like you said, trying to understand where that moment is of emotion and trying to figure out a creative way to, to capture those. Um, exactly. So. Yep. That's exactly it. I mean, you have to, you have to have some knowledge of how the event works so that you know what yeah. to photograph. Wait, why are they running over here all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's like that I, ball flying like through I, the air? Yeah. <laughs> you try to photograph cricket and never watch it or something. Like, what are they, what's going on? Uh, um, okay. And uh, true or false, this is, I mean, I, I feel silly even saying this one, but only male photographers shoot men's sports and female photographers shoot female sports. True or false? false? <laughs> false. It's nonsensical, I wish you Tom. guys could see false. Jamie's face right now. He's just kind of disgusted that I even said it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I'm just going to take that rec recording out of context and never allow you to run for political office at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm completely fine with that. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, not wait. Yeah, wait a I, minute. What's what um, what's what have you what have you seen in terms of diversity in the last couple of years when it comes to other photographers on the sidelines with you or in in the wherever you are capturing the sporting event? You know what I I I am really pleased to see that there is a lot more diversity. There are a lot more uh, women on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. Um. It has been kind of a male-dominated um, profession for for too long, and uh, you know th there's some really talented uh, women coming up uh, shooting sports. Uh, one of them right there in Columbus, uh, Emily Chin, is a, oh, cool. a young woman that is uh, you know really kind of getting her career started in sports photography and i've seen some of her work and she does a terrific job and i think she's got a really good bright future ahead of her um you know just some other that i've, I've met and worked with and i think do a great job um, uh, a woman named tyler shank um hmm. she works for i think the devil rays down in tampa now hmm. um Another one down in the Tampa area is Kim Clement. Um, she does some terrific work. You know, Maddie Meyer, Elsa from Getty. There are a lot more women coming up, which I think is terrific. Um, and they do a great job. Yep. And um, it doesn't need to be a male-dominated um, field anymore. Um, nope. We need we need their their take on on sports. Absolutely, absolutely. I like that. Definitely appreciate their lens for sure. Yeah. All right, um, Jamie. Did you have any other hot takes, Tom? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to step on your, no, your hot got, takes moments. I'm if you uh, have any other silly statements you want to make. <laughs> <laughs> no, other than I. I mean, really, it's yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us here, Jamie. Yeah. I, I miss seeing you in the shop as as I, frequently you know, as I you miss, used to come in. I miss. I miss being there. I got to be honest. Like I, I'm in a you know in the chicago area there is nothing like midwest photo around here we're a five, no, we're a five hour drive 
<laughs> Appreciate you saying that. My, my son still goes to school at Ohio State, so the next time I'm down there, I will stop in and, oh, for and sure. uh, for get sure. my fill of Midwest. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. You guys have always been terrific to me. I've always, uh, you know, come in when I need something, and uh, you guys – get yeah. harassed so by many knowledgeable people yeah, get, harassed. get harassed by sunny for a little bit and yeah yeah <laughs> oh, you're back man. to nikon what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness oh jamie it's been awesome we really appreciate it man um oh thank you i appreciate it too uh, as always, you guys can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, or wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on social media at the number two weird camera beards or at MPEX underscore photo underscore video. And you can also send us images or questions, concerns, comments, prayers, whatever you want to send to us at our email address, number two weird camera beards at MPEX.com. Did you have any anything that you wanted to plug, Jamie? uh no not really uh, okay. you know go jackets yeah um, <laughs> yeah i don't know what's course. going on with them right now they're like it's yeah you did you not know, expect I, the start they had no no but uh you know it's going to be a rough year perhaps for them yeah. as they, they they try to get back to uh you know playoff contention but uh they need all everybody's support so go out there and uh support them and uh you know take your camera out and yeah. shoot uh go go shoot your kids game go shoot uh yeah you know high school game uh the the more the more views we have of of you know sports the the more uh interpretations of it the better i think yeah definitely. that's awesome yeah and we'll we'll be sure to i don't know should we link up your your getty uh your Getty link, the like to the to your photos. I like. I think that it's. I think it'd be cool to for yeah, people to see for sure the work that you're doing. Because I mean, I'm. I think it's very like crazy impressive. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I you know I guess if you go to the the Getty, they have a sports editorial website. Uh, if you go in there and you just punch in my name into the uh, search box, it'll it'll bring up all my photos. Cool. That I think I've ever shot so. Yeah, um, <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> grab grab some popcorn and uh, yeah. have some fun with that. So awesome. there's tens of thousands on there. So <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, thank you, Jamie, uh, and thank you to our executive executive producer, Matty O'Neill, uh, the president of Midwest Photo, Moisha Applebaum, VP uh, Ken Lewis. Thank you guys for letting us come in and hang out with cool photographers like uh jamie here and kind of shoot the breeze about what they're doing and yeah and we do want to give a shout out to the special guest which i believe was sheena sheena sabo yes yes yeah, uh, she gave us a nice bark there uh, we go good, good puppers and <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, getting into the podcast for sure so there we go <laughs> well, thanks, all guys. right all right jamie thank you so much we'll see you next time buddy thanks guys appreciate it take care you too Bye.